Let's Talk Assassin's Creed, your number one podcast for all things Assassin's Creed. Good evening everyone and welcome to episode 107 of Let's Talk Assassin's Creed. In this episode we are going to be speaking to uh, a returning guest, the Lord Raelus, uh, aka Michael, and we're going to be talking about his pretty epic Assassin's Creed collectibles collection. Um, we're going to do things a bit differently this week though, aren't we Declan? Tell the, uh, the listeners, or should I say viewers, how we're going to set this one up. So yes, um, Lord Raelus has an epic collection and we can't do it justice just by audio. So as a treat, is all, we're going to do a joint episode style. So everything discussed here will be the audio and you'll be able to kind of gather everything we're discussing through audio. But if you are interested in Lord Raelus' collection and seeing some of the unique items I can't help staring at, James will work his techie magic, and YouTube will have our free visual streams. Yes. And <laughs> somehow I'm going to figure out how to do picture-in-picture picture videos. I've I've watched a tutorial on YouTube, so let's see how it goes over the next twenty-four hours. And if it does well, maybe we could do more in the future. But absolutely, never know. So I'm going to kick this off. Michael, how did your collection start? So, I previously collected exclusively for the Nintendo Switch. I bought the system at launch, and through pretty much dumping all of my spare cash into it, I purchased as many games that I could. Um, everything from the the main titles like Mario's and Zelda's and Pokemon's and stuff like that to uh, imports from PlayAsia and um, Super Rare Games and a bunch of different limited companies. <clears throat> and roughly, I guess in 20, 2020, 2019, I started playing some of the games that I had purchased and I wasn't happy with what I was buying. Um, so I decided to sell everything that I didn't care for, which ended up uh, <clears throat> which ended up causing or not causing, but ended up bringing me to sorry, let me see if I get that mic <clears throat> ended up bringing me to um, sell about 60% of my collection, and through that I ended up upgrading a bunch of things like my TV and um, just things for the household, and uh, purchased a Series X, um, finally. Actually, originally I purchased just a regular Xbox digital-only system, and then I decided to <clears throat> upgrade to the Series X. Um, and I said to myself, I was like, I want to buy games that I want to actually play, um, and I would probably find it better to play series, because, you know, for example, I don't want to play... Far Cry 5 without playing the other, you know, five titles. So I, through Black Friday sales a year ago, I started uh, purchasing all the games that I wanted and then um, started, you know, making a list of what are the other games in those series and, um, you know, would pick those up as I could specifically for the Xbox One. And then uh, I focus mainly on the Assassin's Creed because I've always been a fan of Assassin's Creed. And I'm like, you know what? I want to play Valhalla. I'm probably going to ask that for Christmas. Um, but I got Assassin's Creed 3 uh, remastered for, I don't know, like 10 bucks or whatever Best Buy was selling it here in the States. 
and I think I also picked up I may have grabbed Unity and Syndicate off of that sale as well. I can't remember specifically, but I was like, okay, well, let's do Assassin's Creed. So let me go ahead and get all the games. And then I know that there's books and strategy guides and things like that. So I started working on a list of everything that I could. And then that list started to expand into further into the transmedia because I would use AC Wiki and um, uh, Codex and Access the Animus and um, the ones that came before and started just building that list more and more and more. And then as I joined the Assassin's Creed community on Twitter, I started noticing all of the stuff that was overseas that we didn't have here. Um, and so on a weekly basis, I would just kind of check and see, is there anything that I haven't found yet? Um, and the only thing out of my collection that I haven't heavily dove into as far as purchasing are the soundtracks, because I know that I can get them um, online um, through streaming services, but um, eventually I will you know, look for the individual like CDs or albums and stuff like that. So <clears throat> um, started with Assassin's Creed, and I'm like, okay, well, I want to play all of them. I want to play them in order, um, as I've said in the past. Um, so playing them in order of their genetic memory was more interesting to me than um, playing them in order of release, uh, because I had done that before from one, I think I did one, two, I think I did Brotherhood, but I don't remember. I have now done Brotherhood because I just finished it two nights ago. Um, but I'm remembering scenes from one of the Assassin's Creed games where you save the Doge in, uh, in Rome. And I'm like, I don't remember where that is, but I may be thinking of an advertisement and I just, you know, not thinking straight. Or I could be thinking of uh, the multiplayer. But anyways, um, <clears throat> so I'm like, okay, I want to play them in order of their genetic memory. So I need to, you know, figure out what is that order. And then I need to start, um, uh, I need to start, you know, digging into that, but I don't want to get started before I have everything I need. So starting with uh, Odyssey, because that is technically the oldest of the games, just by based off it being in um, ancient Greece, um, which took place, I believe it was about 400 years. I may be wrong on that number. Uh, Odyssey's well, four well four three one BCE is when it was, we joined Cassandra. Yeah, it was about four hundred years before. Yeah. Um, origins took place because it was four thirty one yeah. for the Peloponnesian War, and then it was yeah. um, seventy to thirty BC for the um, uh, Ptolemaic Kingdom. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so what do I need for this? And I'm like, okay, I need the game. Um, I'm gonna see if they have a strategy guide. Uh, which all of them do except for Valhalla, very sadly, because I guess I didn't make a contract with Piggyback, and Prima's no longer printing anymore, so um, that was disappointing, but... Uh, I would have I would have liked the strategy guide. For, yeah, the game um, plays well without one. For Valhalla. I love not just the maps and the strategy guides, but yep. all of the excess they have at the end of them, which if you look at my Twitter, at the Lord Rayless, you can see <clears throat> all of the... Um, all of the extra things like interviews and uh, recaps of the history and stuff like that. Uh, so I grabbed those, found that there was a novel, grabbed the novel, uh, art book. That one was probably the easiest to get because even for Odyssey and Origins, you can still buy them at retail. Um, maybe on their online website, but you can still purchase them. And then... Uh, 
I think that was it for Odyssey, but I'm like, I need to have all of this before I get started. And I started on the game on January 1st, but I didn't officially announce it until the 3rd, I think, or something like that, because that's when I got the strategy guide in. I'm like, okay, I'm good to go now, so let me go ahead and, uh, you know, just say, hey, I am now playing this, and I displayed my, um, a picture of all of my transmedia for Odyssey, and I'm like, I'm starting on this game here, and I'm going to play these in order, and as I complete them, I would, um, I would display screenshots from the game, photos from a book, um, you know, favorite lines, things like that, talk a little bit about them, just very minuscule, I mean, you're talking 140 characters on Twitter, maybe a few additional replies to that to expand it but a lot of them were more just kind of i thought it was great i really liked this i didn't care for this you know chickens are overpowered in odyssey because i don't know how many times i had to fight chickens out of nowhere and they're tanking me harder than the the brutes that are attacking me i heard from someone and i forget what it was is that not a a little reference to another franchise it may be overpowered chickens. Uh, I think it's I probably it in is, reference but... to Zelda because Zelda had the cuckoos that, that um, if you hit them too many times but I wouldn't even touch the rooster but if I accidentally hit the farmer the rooster gets mad and comes after mm-hmm. me so I'm just like okay great <laughs> can I ask you a question then so yeah f- first of all what's what's your is there a single definitive source of information for every piece of transmedia Ubisoft has licensed so right now, the best thing that I could suggest is going to be the transmedia site on Ubisoft website. Okay. It gives you right. the books. It doesn't give the games. Um, this is mm. specifically for the transmedia. Um, so it gives you the books. It gives you the art books. It gives you the um, the digital contents like the audio, um, the pod, the the. The audio play for Assassin's Creed China that's you know being recorded in China, and then the upcoming webtoon for Black Flag, um, and then miscellaneous uh, books as well like the uh, Mr. and Mrs. series, the comics, the Discovery Tour books that were released in France, um, and so that's that's a lot of it. But the rest of it came from AC Wiki. What I would do is I would go to the the over. Uh, the database page for each individual game. So instead of opening up Assassin's Creed 1, I would go to the disambiguous Assassin's Creed 1 and then be like, okay, here's everything that they have that's affiliated with that. So it's Assassin's Creed the game, Assassin's Creed the art book, Assassin's Creed the strategy guide, Assassin's Creed the soundtrack. And it was like, okay, this is what I'm doing. I'm, I'm cataloging all of these and putting them down. And then as I go through, especially with Twitter, it'd be like, okay, Um, so-and-so in Spain has these two Hatchet Media books, um, Joe from uh, the ones that came before, uh, Hatchet Media books for the the Brotherhood Manual and the Templar Manual, which are puzzle books that um, you you get little histories and stuff, but they're only in Spanish, um, at least from what I've seen so far. So I have those bookmarked on my Amazon, my my Spain Amazon account to... um, import those at some point but i did find a guy that sells them in the states which i think the price roughly comes out to the thing i'm, I'm gonna end up paying like 40 bucks for both books which is a bit high for what was probably sold as like a 12 dollar book um or even a 12 pound book um but uh that's one of the one of the things that i have the most trouble with is being in the states 
we don't get everything outside of the games and the strategy guides. Most of the stuff was released overseas in the UK and Europe, um, you know, specifically in France, specifically in Spain. Um, Hatchet doesn't do much over here. Uh, Titan Comics or Titan Books, they do a lot. So their stuff is fairly easy to get. And luckily now they're working with companies like Dark Horse and um, uh, Acolyte uh, or Aconite. Acolyte. Can't believe that's the guy's name. Anyways, they're working with new companies that are a little bit more broader scale, so they're they're easier to get a hold of. But there still are plenty of um, items that I haven't heard of or I'm learning about now as they get released, like the new um, Choose Your Own Adventure um, Silk Road Assassin's Creed book that follows um, a assassin trying to or a monk. I can't remember if it was an assassin or a monk trying to find Basim in Constantinople. Um, ah, interesting. Or it, it, it's around Constantinople, but it takes place on the Silk Road. Um, and I know that some of the uh, some of the community members on Twitter have already read it and you know worked it, but it's something that I'm holding off to potentially get maybe next year if it doesn't get released in English. I'll grab it then um, because, yeah. as an example, I purchased the Ming Storm for Assassin's Creed China in Chinese. And then about six months later, they're like, hey, it's coming stateside. And I'm like, okay, well, I've got Chinese cover. I've got the regular cover. You know, great. Now I can It all adds to the collection. Lot, so. Yeah. <laughs> Just on the Odyssey point. So you, you started 1st of January with, with Odyssey as the earliest genetic memory. Right. Did you wait to collect all of the related media before you started the game? Or were I you sort of doing to. it in practice? Okay. So you so could sort of seamlessly Odyssey, go from game to book to strategy guide. Exactly. Yeah. So gotcha. while I was working on Odyssey, I'm like, okay, let's start hunting down Origins. And yeah. Origins, as an example, was one of the harder ones to do because the strategy guide at the time, and I don't know why, the strategy guide was selling for ridiculous amounts of money. I think I ended up paying 50 for it um, for a book that's, what, like four years old now? I can't yeah. remember exactly when Odyssey came out or uh, Origins came out, but twenty seventeen. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I ended up paying like forty or fifty for it, maybe even seventy at most off of like eBay because I could not find it anywhere else for less than a hundred dollars. Um, and now Just I'm seeing people little, put it. I tell you on what I've done. like Mercari for for the books for the books. So for Unity, for Origins, and Odyssey, I have got oh an AC three. I was able to get the art books and the strategy guides from a UK bookseller called Waterstones mm-hmm. all, all in stock at retail price. So no inflated yeah. prices. Now, I don't know. And see, that's, that's US, what's great because we don't, you know, we have Barnes and Noble, but they mm. barely carry, if it's not relevant, they barely carry it. Um, and so I, I go there every once in a while. And I think right now I can find the... Blade of Shao, John Manga, the maybe the Valhalla art book, possibly still, um, and then possibly the Valhalla comic, the prequel one. Um, but outside of that, that's all I can find. Everything else I have to get online. So whereas if I was able to walk into like Waterstone uh, or any of the other uh, UK or European bookshops. I could probably grab every single thing I need because even with the books, 
I bought them in a tin pack that had all of the main game titles um, plus Heresy for 60 bucks on Amazon. And I'm like, okay, that's great. That's like $4 a book or something like that's that. That's very good you, value. You get a, you get a yeah. decent price for that. So, um, But yeah, Declan, you, you had something? Yeah, I've got a question. Um, so I've been trying to collect the books, but uh, I'm a very cheapskate. I go charity shop shopping for mine. I can't pay them retail price. Right. But one thing I've found with the books, and I would love to get your opinion, is the game ones that follow the game, so specifically Assassin's Creed 2 novel and I'm going to say Half of Black Flag, mirrors the game and it's kind of boring in my opinion. So I was wondering, do you feel that the transmedia books are kind of better if they explore unique points from the game, like Elise in Unity, Haytham in Forsaken, and half of Black Flag that was Edward's life as a kid? Or do you think they're kind of better to explore the games through transmedia so people who can't buy the games can mm-hmm. actually have to read? Yeah, I mean, this is a great question. So uh, as an example, um, Odyssey. Uh, that novelization is very much like you're just reading somebody's playthrough. Um, so instead of watching them play it, you're just reading it because you have everything from Cassandra. It starts with the um, uh, it starts with her getting thrown off the mountain. Um, it continues with her and Phoebe talking about um, you know needing to go find Marcos in her fighting Cyclops at Cephalonia. And, uh, you know, saving Barnabas and everything like that. And it goes through the entire story very much like a playthrough. But what makes it interesting is that you actually see passages of time because instead of, you know, you know, even ignoring fast travel, instead of just running from here to there in about maybe, you know, 10 minutes, you know, um, she's staying in towns for like three months at a time waiting for her opportunity to attack the next major person or having to travel travel to say uh uh Spartan to uh or Sparta to uh go talk to the kings uh and then having to wait there for uh her mother to return from something or uh and then like at the very end of the book you know getting into the um you know by the way your father you need to go find your father you know this is the last time I saw him and then the epilogue is you know half of meeting her father and then meeting the uh you know the, the end of the game uh which i don't want to spoil anything for anybody who hasn't played it but we we know the scene with the pyramid and everything so uh um, stuff happens <laughs> stuff happens exactly but then you move into the next book which is um a desert oath for the um assassin's creed origins and it's actually a prequel it takes place before bayek becomes a medjai um, and his father is still alive. So um, you're learning about his relationship with his father. You're learning about his relationship with the people. And he has a sidekick for the majority of the book. And it's really cool because I'm like, I really hope I see this character. But then you meet um, you meet other characters um, you know, through the book and stuff. And it was, in my opinion, I enjoyed it more than Odyssey because Odyssey was written by an author um, – let me see real quick. Gordon Dotry, I believe was his name. Uh, he yep. writes mm-hmm. history novels, uh, or fictional history novels. 
Um, so he is very detailed with his historical stuff. But then um, Oliver Bowden, who wrote the majority of the Assassin's Creed books, um, his stuff, it was, it was just on a, a different level. Um, I won't necessarily say it was better, but I felt the action scenes had more action to them. I felt like I can visualize them a lot better. Um, and getting that, that kind of taste of Bayek beforehand uh, and you know his relationship with Aya and how they you know lived in Siwa and everything. Um, and even meeting like Kinsa is in that book. She's introduced in that book. And then when she showed up at the Coliseum in Origins, I'm like, oh, it's Kinsa, you know? This is great. Um, so did, so actually, I, was, that's a good I was excited did you, for that. Did your research catch the fact that you need to read the book before you play the game in order to get the sequence right? I wouldn't say you have to. I think it's more of like, you know, if you go and see the Harry Potter movies and you don't you haven't read the books <laughs> yeah you yeah. still get the story you know yeah. but if you read the yeah. books beforehand you're gonna know a lot more of oh this is what that character was thinking when this scene happened you know mm. um which is mm. why they they are good um and then you've got other books like heresy which are originals um there's no previous you know not so it's a great story and it's one of my favorites um so far because i, I love uh, christy golden's uh books and I'm trying to think of the one that I felt was the most, I guess, accurate to the game so far. And I would probably say it's going to be um, The Secret Crusade, which was Assassin's Creed 1, following Altair, and then also his life during Revelations. Um, so I already know what happens to Altair from his story in that book, because it covers all of Assassin's Creed 1, all of Assassin's Creed Bloodlines, and his section in Assassin's Creed Revelations. Um, so when I do actually get to play those scenes in Revelations, I'll already have seen them. Um, and uh, one actually more recently was I just finished Brotherhood, and they had a DLC to learn about Christina and what happened to her. And they actually have that in Assassin's Creed Renaissance, which is the novelization of Assassin's Creed Two. So I'm like, I remember all of these scenes. The next scene that I'm going to unlock or the next mission that I'm going to get is this scene here at Carnival, you know? And the only one that I don't remember there actually being was the last mission, which I think that was... Um, for me, it was like, oh, okay, cool. There's an ending here because I could have sworn the ending was, I don't want to see you again. You don't come back. And then there was another another mission and it was like, oh, wow, okay. You know, same thing, not wanting to give anything away, but, you know, they closed that off very well. Um and then, I remember uh, um, when I read Secret Crusade, um, I assumed that it was just the novelization of the game. Right. And I got to the I got to the end in the book. I got to the end of the game story, and there's still a big, thick chunk yeah. of the book left. I'm like, well, what's going on next? I didn't know at the time there was a. Is it a D? Was it a DS game? Bloodlines. Bloodlines uh, was a PSP game. PSP game. Yeah. So I didn't read, but of course, like you say, you then go off to Cyprus, and there's a load of stuff that happens in Cyprus, and then you've got again what you see at the end of revelations if you're playing the games a few years later so yeah that was a nice surprise to get all of that story packaged up into one book and it was very very enjoyable to read certainly right yeah and it's just the books have all been great they do give me and i always read them after i have finished the game right um so i'm kind of refreshing myself on everything because by the time that i finished the game 
I've also read the excerpts at the end of the um, strategy guide. So it's like, here's a recap, because Piggyback and Prima uh, actually, yeah, I think Prima did it with the first uh, the first strategy guide. They say, okay, so this is what we know, and this is what we think is going to happen. So at the end of the Assassin's Creed 1 strategy guide, they're trying to figure out who the, um, I'm trying to remember the end of Assassin's Creed 1. Uh, they're trying to figure out what's next. What are they doing with the apples? What are all these other locations? They had screenshots of every single one of the um, the Eagle Vision marks that Subject 16 had left um, for uh, the next person. Um, and they're like, okay, well, this is a pyramid. That could be Mexico. It could be Egypt, you know. And it's like, okay, this is great because it's like I'm reading all the theories off of, um, you know, the wiki or just from Twitter and stuff. Um, and that really uh, built on that. And then once I finish that, I usually will look at the art book because I'll get the behind the scenes thing. So I learn a lot about how they made the games, but also get to see all of the concept art. And then by the time after, by the time I finish with all of that, I'll listen to the soundtrack and read the book. Um, that way I can get like everything in, in, uh, you know, over it. And the one uh, entry that I had to, kind of figure out how do I want to do this was with the movie. I watched the movie first, ah, yes. but it's like, I don't want to read the behind the scenes guide yet because I should read the book first. But then I was like, well, no, let me read the behind the scenes guide and then I'll do the book. That way I'll have even more an appreciation for everything. And by the time I finished it, it became one of my favorite entries in the universe, um, which a lot of people didn't care for. Um, you know, they're like, oh, it's not the, it's not exactly what we wanted, but Aguilar, Maria, Column, and um, uh, Sophia, you know, all of the characters were so well-rounded from the movie, but then also from the book. Because um, I don't know if you guys know, but um, Michael Fassbender produced the movie. He chose the director. He did a lot of this stuff. He was like, this is how we're going to do the movie. And Ubisoft, like... Um, um, you know, Ubisoft was like, yeah, you know, here's here's what we're we're thinking or, you know, here are some of the rules, but you're free to do what you want. And they ended up moving it from sitting in a chair to the arm animus to where he's jumping mm. around and climbing up walls and stuff. And now that was also brought over to um, kind of to um, the last descendants where they have more of like a halo style animus um, where they're locked in at the waist and they can more move around and stuff um but well, they're think, not like um, being picked just on up that and point, you know, thrown around like a crane didn't um didn't darby mcdevitt say that idrisil was kind of influenced by that direction they'd taken in the film so the when basim plugs into the arm uh, and as does avor i think he said the same we, we kind of liked what they did with with the film mm -hmm. so we we kind of absorbed a bit of that and and made you know idrisil fe yeah feature and that's that well. that's one of i want to just add Go ahead. Yeah, go on. Go on. No, I, I've got to pull up. I, I, I'm forgetting a name here, so go ahead and... Uh... What was my question? I had a question. What was it going to be? We were talking about origins. Ah, that was it. So how do you factor in Discovery Tour? Or do you not? Because it's not genetic memories. But there is behind-the-scenes nuggets in there. No, I, I do. I factor it in. I play it okay. normally after I finish the game. Um, right. Uh, so with Origins, I think I had opened it prematurely, and I'm like, what is this? And I was like, oh, okay, that's the, I remember there was a, like a museum mode or whatnot. So I'm like, okay, 
Oh, I like that museum mode. That's quite cool, actually. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, I'll I'll play that later. Let me finish the game because I didn't want to spoil anything because you are right. There are tidbits because in Discovery Tour, and I wrote an article about it for uh, the ones that came before, um, for Origins uh, and for Odyssey, um, I'll speak more to Odyssey um, because that's what I mainly focused on. Um, You go to where the Minotaur is and he's just standing there and you can walk up to him and like look at the character model and stuff and they don't attack you. You can walk around bears and and wolves and stuff and they're just, you know, just there. Um, But you could end up spoiling things for yourself because you do have open access to the entire map. Um, So you can do kind of a safer photo mode, but without access to your weapons or your powers. Um, But um, I normally will play them after because they were released after the game. Um, And then when I got the books in, uh, because when I, I think I did Origins Discovery Mode first, and then I realized, oh, wait, there's one for Odyssey. I have to go back and play that. So I finished Origins went back and played Odyssey, and then when I found the books were there from the Transmedia site, because it had just updated one day um, in the summer, and I, I reached out to Access to Animus, and I was like, did you guys see this? And they were like, oh, no, thank you, you know? And so um, they were like, they're, they've put all of the previous Transmedia now on the site, uh, specifically for the UK version of the site. I think the France site has it, and the US site has some of it, but not as much, and that's another another, you know, thought to um not actually showing uh uh everything because it's not released in the states uh but anyways uh i went back and uh played those and then when the books came out uh, or when the books when i got the books i read them which that took time because i had to translate them because they're all in french um and they're almost and and how is your french (laughs) i was in french for two years in middle school and my french teacher was a tourist so very poor because when I got into high school and I did a let's get to know, because I, I think I went right into French too in high school because I had the re- requirements to say that I had done the first year's worth of French. Um, I went in there and I took my like, what do you know test? And I think I got like an 18 out of 100. And she goes, where did you go to school? And I told her, I was, she was like, who's your teacher? And she goes, oh, okay, I understand. Um, she was like, so the... you should probably take another language. And so I ended up taking <laughs> Spanish. Ah, um, fair enough. So the French sort of books you were reading with uh, your, your phone for translation, I guess, or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, I was using Google Translate. Understood. Um, so uh, Azazia, who was, it was who I was trying to get the name for, um, uh, he had noted that everything in the transmedia has the potential of being moved over to the game and vice versa. So the things from the movie being influenced to the game that would be probably one of the earliest um, examples would be taking the animus from the movie and making Ubersoul. Um, so that actually ties in with a point slash worry I have for the franchise. At the moment, in my opinion, there is way too many transmedia stuff out there. It's, I think with all that's coming in the next year, it's an impossible slog for a lot of fans who don't have a lot of money or time to collect them all, like personally me, I can't afford to get all the books, I resort to charity shops to get the books, and that's the biggest challenge ever, it took me six months to find one Assassin's Creed book in a charity shop, so, and a lot of fans will rely on the games only, like I do, I focus on the games, so a lot of worry I am feeling that a 
new idea for an animus and I'm gonna go with Lost Descendants because the idea of how they can have two people in a simulation but see two different lives is one of the greatest things for the animus to do. But doesn't it potentially have the worry that some people who want to play games will see it as a law break, a retcon, or a, or a non-canon feature because they've not read the books or the books haven't actually expressed what they're canon to the universe. Like, I think the Ming Storm one isn't actually canon to the universe. So if they tried to pull something from the Ming Storm, people were like, well, hang on a minute, that's not meant to be canon. How do you get it to fit with the games? Right. And I know for the Ming Storm specifically, it, it is and it isn't canon. The main story for Xiao Jun um, is canon, but all of the things that they've used to expand it and you know build that novel, that's the stuff that's not considered canon. But they could end up changing that down the line. Um, I know that they just announced the second one. I think it's called Desert Storm. Um, and... Um, Somebody posted that um, from one of the Chinese publishers. Um, so I'm hoping to see announcements for that in English soon. Um, but to your point about, um, say, you know, multiple people being in a memory at the same time, um, the way that they explained it in um, The Last Ascendants made sense. They had to find points where they actually um, crossed over, you know. So, um, you know, for the third book, um, where they're fallen, um, uh, I can't remember his Thorbjorn, I think was his name. Um, one of the assassin kids was a Viking, or was an assassin, or through his bloodline, and one of the other kids happened to be um, one of the Vikings, and then they actually fought. Um, and I think they had the same thing happen in the second book, Tomb of the Khan, where uh, one of them, uh, who was still working with Abstergo at the time, um, they were um, they were in the Khan's great army, and then the other one was one of the Chinese assassins who hadn't yet been brought into the Brotherhood, um, but her father was in the Brotherhood, and they ended up fighting, and they weren't even in the same building. Um, and recently, when I was reading the Brotherhood um, strategy guide, at the end, it was talking about the multiplayer and their ideas of it. The way that they explain people being able to be in the same memory together is, if you remember from Assassin's Creed 2, when you're running out of Abstergo, you, you pass that entire warehouse that's filled with animuses. Those are all of the multiplayer people that are playing the game, because you got to remember... It's still a video game in that universe. Absurd. I mean, they call the one the animus training program, don't they? In the multiplayer, in right. Brotherhood. I think that's right? that's I what they did. They use it as is they use it as a training program. Yeah. But yeah. When, when they started announcing it to the public, because that's how they were getting their funding and stuff, of course. and also finding people that were actually because um, like you as the the player, when you got hired on, they were like, "We need you to go in there and do this." Mm. Um, Mm. it's a nice little uh, dodge though isn't it to make something um fit with the universe yeah. um except with this you know mesh with the story uh, i think it's also funny though because they pretty much have made ubisoft is absurd entertainment <laughs> you know they, it did it did go a bit meta didn't it with them yeah. having their own head that's, office that, in montreal if i yeah. if i remember correctly um i don't know if you've heard of this james or michael them when the assassin's creed movie came out 
there was a massive debate about Assassin's Creed. It's an Ezio DLC game not being canon because of the way the movie works. And it wasn't until somebody on the wiki, I believe it was, that made that... I think it was Assassin's Creed Discovery, because Ezio goes to Italy at the same... I mean, Spain. He travels to Spain, time. doesn't he? Which right. is covered in the novelization of Brotherhood? I believe Can't so, remember. but there was a whole debate that the movie didn't sync up with Ezio's DLC game, which was right. canon. And the director tried to make the Ezio game on DS not canon, but then had to backtrack months later because of Assassin's Creed forums or Wikia proving points on how Aglio's story could work with Ezio's story and make it all canon. Right. Which is why I believe the mobile game actually has Ezio meeting Aglio before you make your own brotherhood. But I could be wrong on that point. You oh, are right. Rebe- he, if you play Rebellion, is that what happens, is it? Okay. Yeah, he does meet Ezio in the mobile game, but the mobile game itself is not canon. Um, that one's just a fun gotcha game, but it, it is a way of them saying this is this is what we're now saying kind of happened. But um, my understanding is that the main outlier is Christopher Columbus. So at the end of uh, Discovery, um, Ezio is you know saving Christopher to get him to you know go off to the New World. Um, but then in the movie. Um, uh, Aguilar uh, is like, you need to take this and hide it. You know, this doesn't leave you ever. Um, so you could say that Ezio didn't know that he had it uh, because, of course, it would have to come back. But it could also be that um, because I know Brotherhood starts in 1499 and pretty much takes place in the, the first couple of years of 1500. Um so Columbus has already left, um, but I'm I'm trying to remember my history. Um, I can't remember. Columbus made multiple trips. Trip and then left again. He made he made four trips. Yeah, so that could be there as well. It's like okay, I've yeah. already left, um, but I'm coming back, and it's like oh, here's this other guy. He's like, hey, take this apple, you know, and you know that's how it could get over to um, the to the United States, and then Connor is going after the apple, you know. Um, so there's, there's definitely some things that they don't, you know, uh, they don't necessarily cross correctly, but it, 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 it can be explained. It just, it may not be as straightforward, but it could be, it, it, what I would say to anybody who was asking me, why is this? It's like, look, that game was released years before the movie was, you know, you could look at any kind of media and they may have to do some kind of retcon in a future piece, you know? Um, I think back to the Last Descendants as a book. They mentioned Jack the Ripper, you know, because one of the one of the guys who has an affiliated with the assassins is a, like, you know, your people went and killed a bunch. He's like, yeah, we took care of that, you know. Which I haven't played the DLC yet, so but I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, obviously something happened with with Jack, but I know with um the the novelization of the movie at the end of it. Um, Christie writes a story for each of the other assassins. So you get to learn a little bit about Musa. You get to learn a little bit about Lynn. You get to learn a little bit about um, um, Nathan um, and all of their assassin ancestors. So you get a small, almost DLC conversation. You know, Xiao Jun is talking to one of her friends when she was still a courtesan. 
um, Musa is um, taking out, uh, I think he was with his brother uh, or something like that, and he watches his brother get killed. I can't remember exactly. Um, Nathan is, uh, I'm, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, I have his mm-hmm. whole freaking picture right here. I like this live research. Right? Say again. I think Horngold is his ancestor. Ah, um, uh, okay. Let me take a look. I can't remember. We're going on an adventure here. No, you, you do that. I'll just quickly update everyone. So I did a quick uh, Wikipedia search on uh, Columbus. He did make four voyages to the Americas. So there we are. That's confirmed. Here we go. I feel like I should have brought down my uh, statues. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll go over that here in a second. I'll show you all everything. So there is... Nathan, oh, that's all backwards. It's not going to matter. Uh, Duncan Walker <laughs> from the game. Ah, uh, Duncan is his ancestor. Gotcha. And so you get to see him, or you get to read about Duncan meeting the Templar Order, and they're like, "Hey, we'll pay you more money." And he's like, "Okay." And you, he goes off to the Caribbean, um, and you know, we we all know what happens with Duncan. You know, he ends up betraying Edward. Indeed. So, anyways, but yeah, so the a lot of that stuff in my my time exploring all of this um, and collecting, um, there is plenty of stuff that does get um, you know you have to you have to question or you may have to go back and research and stuff like that. Did you, uh, so you're kind of within each game or within not even just the game because you're doing the transmedia. Let's say within each bubble. Mm-hmm. Of, of the story did you find any sort of new insights or did you did you spot like we've been discussing did you spot problems where things didn't line up and you thought hang on a minute did you go back to the game to check something that you'd read in the novel um to see how it looked not necessarily because most of it was so fresh like i would finish the game and then within like three days i'm reading the book mm-hmm. um because the art books don't take time at all They've taken no. maybe an hour to go through because you're yeah. really just examining the pictures and then reading the small little tidbits. Um, but there were some of my favorite lines would come up again. Um, like in uh, The Secret Crusade, one of the, I want to say it's the head of Acre, uh, of the, the who's running the Brotherhood uh, Bureau there. He's all like, yeah, everybody hates you. And it's like, because you, you killed that guy. And he's like, it's like, but I still think you're cool. But yeah, you're in a lot of trouble, <laughs> you know? And something amongst those lines, and I was like, it's so funny. Uh, because it was one of the lines I laughed the most at in the game, because the game is pretty serious. It doesn't have a lot of humor in it on no, the first it does game. Not. But no. then you've got this guy who's all like very cheeky about everything. <coughs> yeah, the, the most of the humor comes from uh, Malik and, and, Mr. and the guy in Acre. But uh, mm-hmm. yes, usually it's Malik uh, slapping down Altair here every yeah. time he goes back to Jerusalem. But, but no, uh, yeah. I, I haven't had anything that didn't that i had to go and question there's things that i wanted to see more of um like for the movie example um there was a a little girl that was there as well and i think she was sophia's daughter i think um and they ended up cutting her completely from the script because by the time they got to the end of the movie they're like she doesn't make sense but it's just all like she was a really cool character and i would have loved to see more of her um, and if you watch, I need, I need the to rewatch DVD. the film. Definitely need to rewatch. I've watched it twice. The first time I thought, "Nah, this is not very good." The second time I thought, 
actually I quite like what they're doing here. This is this yeah. is well done. I need to but watch it again and pay more attention. Scenes, they have all of her stuff, you know, or, you know, the majority of it. But even just them talking about it, they're like, yeah, it was it was the director and the editor. I think they were sitting there talking about everything, and they're like, we just got to the end of the movie, and they even shot an ending with her. Um, all of the assassins were alive. Uh, Nathan didn't get killed. She was oh. still there. Um, and they're all standing on the rooftop at the end of the movie, you know, overlooking. And um, uh, Colin looks over to the right and sees his mom on an adjacent roof because he's still got bleeding effect going on. Um, but they're like, she doesn't make sense. So they cut her. Um, and Sophia used to be a guy. Um, Riken didn't have a daughter at first. He had a son. Um, but then they were like, no, I think we can do more story-wise if we make it a a daughter. And I'm glad they did because her relationship as, you know, her relationship to Column is Maria's relationship to um, Aguilar uh, because they're the same lineage, but that also means that her and Column are related. Um, <clears throat> so, so would you recommend then uh, looking for the, I guess, the Blu-ray with all the extra... The Blu-ray is a good option. I've got yeah. I've got the 4K one as well. My Blu-ray is the Deadpool cover, um, which is funny because um, okay. they had a, interesting. Fox did a um, a cross promotion with Deadpool two to where he hijacked all of the movie oh covers for like their last year's releases. So I've got <laughs> you know him That's on the back amazing. saying I wish I was in this movie, but I'm not. You know. Um, but then you slip it off and you've got the regular, you know. Oh, fantastic. I should look out for that. So that's the 4K Blu-ray. All right. I think this I is just a regular Blu-ray. Uh, okay. Okay. I'll see what yeah. I can find. I don't know if they did this promotion it. over there, but I know that um, they have really cool steel books over in the UK that um, we didn't get here. Do you know, when I was reading through the stuff um, to prepare for the show, that's one of the questions I wrote down because I have started, my collection is it's very, very small compared to yours, but you know, um, I'm kind of focusing on Unity, as you know. Right. Um, and one of the things I keep seeing listed on eBay is a steel book. So let me ask you a dumb question. What the heck is a steel book? So a steel book is... Do you know what a steel book is, Declan? Because it's one of those questions where I was is... too, too afraid to ask. Here we go. It's a metal case for... Oh. The game usually has some kind of artwork on it. So this okay. one is the steel book for the gold edition of Valhalla. And then... Yeah. I used to have the uh, steel book for Devil May Cry 4 and it had a really cool pull-out poster this for Devil May Cry 4. This is the collector's edition steel book that came with the collector's edition. Ah, so, gotcha. You know... Very, you know, kind of the one that had the Isu language on it. I oh, don't no, know that if was the steel book did, but the, the, the some of the other pieces something in there. did. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so these are I don't. They came out in the mid two thousands, maybe early two thousand tens, and they're extremely collectible because it's a. It's better than the little plastic DVD covers that you would regularly have, um, but they also usually had either exclusive or just really great artwork um, on them. Because as an example, in comparison to Valhalla, 
you've got this artwork, which we all know, we all have it, but then you've got this one here, which was used heavily in the advertisements, you know, as you can gotcha. see behind me. Yeah, 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 so, gotcha. And this is a really cool thing to have, and then it also has this really nice gold trim all around it, and it's got a much nicer kind of, you know, title on it mm. compared to, mm. you know, this one with all of the logos and stuff. So people collect these like crazy. They don't care what the media is. They want the case, you know, um, but it's ah, also, a that explains, that explains why I've seen them listed as steelbook only. Yes, steelbook because, only. you know, gotcha. some of these I needed to get Astra steelbooks only in one second. <clears throat> yeah. You're back with this Declan, your video froze for uh, a minute or so there. I thought maybe we'd lost you, but you're back. Uh, don't blame me, my internet's been stupid. I was tempted when it froze to disappear and find all my Assassin's Creed collections, but they're hidden away from the kids, so not digging no, them my, up tonight. Mine's all up there, and it'll be far too disruptive to uh, to bring it down right now. It's funny, um, Michael, seeing your your like your Xbox, um, the game boxes, the steelbooks. I don't own any of the games physically everything is virtual so it's just strange to sit, go back to seeing physical game media um but i guess yeah. oh, with xbox you can have digital or physical you can choose can't you if you want one or the other yeah um you can either get the series s which is all digital or you can get the series x mm. which is um uh you know either or but that's one of the arguments that we had a lot in the switch core community which was the community for the nintendo switch was you buy that physical version and you have the game pretty much forever. Whereas the digital versions yeah. could eventually disappear from the marketplace. Um, and so I always get physical because it's also nice having that, you know, to you know look at or um, display or um, just actually, you know, play it because in Microsoft, you know, they've been really good about keeping things alive. Um, but for PlayStation, as an example, um, Assassin's Creed one, you can't play it on PlayStation right now with the current consoles. Um, you can on Xbox because it's backwards compatible and you can still purchase it digitally for like $5. Um, so, but it's like, I've got my deluxe edition of Assassin's Creed one from its collector's edition, which also had the bonus DVD. Um, and even the case itself is different because it has, um, it has a swinging gate in the middle that holds the game. And then behind it is the DVD. Um, so even the cases can have differences to them. You know, you can buy the regular game, which you open it up, you've got manual, you've got game, but you've got mine where you open it up, you've got manual, you've got game, you've got movie. Um, what's the movie then that, that's included with Assassin's Creed one? It is trailers, um, behind the scenes things. Um, and we're talking, you know, we all remember 2007, you know, early 2000s like it, it's almost a little like cringy <laughs> to watch some of it because it's like <laughs> we were so weird you know 14 years ago um but they even had um i guess they had a fan contest for fan movies um and they they have all of those on there all the winners and stuff and the runner-ups oh, wow. and those by themselves i'm just like like <laughs> i'm watching them i'm like I don't like these. These are so bad. You know, they're written, they look like college movies and stuff um, that you would make, you know, in your dorm room. Um, you know, you've got people, you know, fighting as assassins in the middle of a bistro and stuff. And it's like, oh, guess what? Everybody in the bistro is a Templar. And it's like, but there's no, there's no mentions of anything. And then you've got other ones. There was one that I actually did enjoy where 
Um, the character was dressed as an assassin. He was fighting um, medieval, you know, knights and stuff like that. And they were at a, I don't know where they were, some kind of homestead that had like wooden gates, like big, like log wooden gates, you know, that looks, um, it looks really cool. And I was like, okay, that one I think should have won compared to this bistro fighting one, you know, um, where it's all like, you know, you know, we have to get out of here or they're going to get us and stuff. And you have to hide the artifact. And it's just like, you're trying to be diehard, but you're, you've got the budget of like, how much money do you have in your pocket right now? You know, let's make a movie. <clears throat> so um, just think like, just from that point, think of the tech we have in our pockets now, how much better oh, yeah. you can get the sound, the video editing is, is easier. You know, it must've been a real effort to assemble these videos, but it's fascinating that there was that included with the game. Um, yeah, and I mean, you where, even so think about where, that with the with the games? Yeah, go, go. Uh, was uh, you even think about that with the games? Because um, you know, Assassin's Creed One, you know, it took place in 2012, right? Yep. Um, but it was still out in 2007, and you know, cell phones weren't anything like they were now. And then now you've got us sitting in VR chairs. You know, like uh, let me just take my Animus with me and go, you know, 300 miles that way. Um, so it, it's funny even watching the technology moving then. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Where, where have you got to? to say, so, go on, Declan. Sorry, I was just going to mention um, you made a point about like digital, uh, digital and physical. In this day and age, digital's a lot cheaper than physical, especially for pre owned. You know, I got Unity for 99p, whereas pre owned disc is still £6 in some places. But right. it's a real shame that a lot of the stuff that you can get with um physical like steelbooks and all that they don't have a digital counterpart you know like a digital strategy guide a digital map digital uh, behind the scenes it's mm. very disappointing like i've got the series s and it came to 290 quid and that is a more entry point for gaming than the series x this is a very valid point for gaming gaming is the most expensive hobby a brand new game is new enough 60 quid Whereas places like CD Keys can give you deals where Dying Light Platinum Edition at the moment is from £99 to £20. That's a digital copy for 20 quid, where in your retail it's still £100. But in Steelbooks, where you can get strategy guides or maps, you're not going to get that in a cheaper version of a digital. It's like mm-hmm. the companies don't want digital being pushed because it can be cheaper than physical. It's like that on purpose they're trying to force you to spend hard cash on collector's editions that are physical instead of getting physical editions with codes for digital game that might be slightly cheaper, if that makes sense. It does, it does. And it's it's a it's a statement that can be argued both ways. Um you can find digital games for cheaper than physical games. Um usually Pretty often. I mean, Ubisoft always has their stuff on sale on Xbox. You know, I may have to wait two weeks at most because um, I, I had to do that with the season passes. It's like, I already own the game. I don't want to have to go buy the gold version and pay retail just to get the season pass, even though I may get some extra little things that I'm not going to use, like a raven or a horse or an armor set. But... Um, you know, so it's like, okay, let me get my season pass, but then you've got the other times where it's like, I need my season pass, but you're trying to charge me $40 for it. I might as well go buy 
the gold edition for $20 more, have another version of the case and another copy of the game in case mine goes bad, and then maybe some extra things, you know. Um, and the collector's editions, you know, those are specifically released for the collectors, you know. Uh, you know, if you don't play games, you're not going to go to the store and buy the $300, you know, you know, big box, you know, Skyrim statue that's like this. You're going to buy the game that's like $60, you know, or you're going to be like, oh, that's too much. I'll just wait until it goes on sale, um, you know, or whatnot. But in the other argument, it's like, yes, the digital games are great and they're easy to accessible. You just download it. I have the only one I think I have digital is ac3 because when you buy odyssey's season pass you get ac3 for free which i know declan likes to mention all the time because he wants to have ac1 as a dlc for valhalla as um, we have spoken about extensively recently yes yes, yes. it's definitely <laughs> has to happen and i am still staking my claim as of today which is the 12th of november that valhalla year two season pass will have assassin's creed one remake part of it i'm calling it because Far Cry did it, so did Odyssey, and if they don't do it with Valhalla, I don't know why we're buying a season pass, but rant over. <laughs> did, um, I think I've asked this question before, but I don't remember the answer. This is a little bit off topic. Did Origins season pass come with a remaster? No, no, okay. It was just Discovery Tour and two DLCs. Okay, so it was Odyssey was kind of the outlier then to include, you know, a complete remaster of... Um, of an earlier title okay interesting so um you started first jan with odyssey where are you up to in the story i am and this is one of the things about my collection is right here yeah display what i'm currently working on so oh, i'm nice. currently on the novelization for brotherhood and then i'm done with brotherhood and next up from there is brotherhood of venice Ah, but this is the new board game, is it? Yes, which I just got gotcha. in this week, finally, after Fantastic. like almost six months. I really want the Brotherhood of Venice, but the price tag is yes, too is. high. Like, I have Elden Ring that I want, I have Marvel's Midnight Suns, I have Far Cry 6. I'm literally on my step of selling my kidneys just to afford these friends. Don't sell I'm both of them. Sell... That, is, that is a bad move. Sell one. Right. Just sell one. I feel like I'm going to have to sell one kidney to buy these free games, a couple of legs to buy the Brotherhood Venice, and maybe a couple of my left arm, because I don't use left because I'm right-handed. But these transmedias are just too expensive, in my opinion. That's why I'll never collect them all. Well, a lot of the... So Brotherhood of Venice, that is a huge outlier. You could say the same thing for the deluxe edition of Orlog, which I have ordered as well. The only reason I have those is because I sold 60% of my Switch games, which my Switch collection, oh, wow. Wow. after I had sold them, for the games that I had sold, and I think I sold 200 games, I had spent about four grand on those games, and I made a return... Um, you know, uh, after selling everything, I made somewhere between six to eight grand on those games because a lot of them had gone up in value because they were limited prints and stuff. So it paid for all of this behind me um, and all of the stuff I have on my my other shelf on the other side of the, the house, which has my Switch games, my other Xbox games that aren't Assassin's Creed. 
Um, and then a lot of the stuff, you know, going back to purchasing games physically or getting transmedia or, um, you know, buying things like the statues and stuff, you have to know where and when to look. Um, so as an example, and I think it may be better for me to just, um, you know, stand up and start showing some stuff. Um, and I'll try to, yeah, let's do it. I'm trying not to disconnect my headset. So let me just bring this with me. So this may be a little awkward. So starting here, there we go. That's better. You've got statues up here. So we've got ones like Cassandra, um, that I got off of. I think I bought it off of eBay or Mercari, which is a secondhand site here in the States, kind of like Kayak in um, um, Canada. Um, I bought her for like 60 bucks. And I'm like, okay, I'll pay that. You know, She was originally, I think, $100 as the collector's edition for the gold version of Odyssey. So I was like, gotcha. okay, I need to finish her by getting the gold version Odyssey. Um, and then I've got Bayek here on the god's edition which i don't have the box out here anymore i used to keep them up at the top but um i'm trying to keep this balance so it's it looks nice on the picture but um it's all reversed so i'm having to think about it in my mind no problem. no problem i bought with the gold edition um and actually i was he didn't come with the game it was just a statue and all the um actually it was just a statue but Bayek, um edward and Arno, and then plus over on the other side of my um, the other side of my uh, my home, I have Pagan Men from uh, Far Cry Four and uh, Adrian from Watch Dogs. It was a statue collection that Ubisoft donated to Goodwill, which is a charity shop here in the states to sell for charity and i got all of those and games for almost all of them for about 260 dollars bloody hell so we're talking what <laughs> normally would have been probably about six to six hundred to a thousand dollars i got all of those for yeah. two hundred dollars so i paid like maybe 16 bucks a piece mm. you know and mm. then you've got like the collector's edition that i have for valhalla I got that off of the charity auction that we had for the ones that came before. I'm like, I need that. I'm going to go ahead and bid for it. And then I was like, you know what? It's, it's, I think I ended up paying exactly what the retail price was. But right now, if you were to go to try to find it from secondhands or Ebays, you're probably going to pay $100 more. And then this guy here uh, for Hobby uh, was a Best Buy exclusive in the States. Um, for the gold edition and he came in a box that had a little pool drawer that would put the game in there and he was a pre-order um, thing so it's like you buy this one and i happen to be in there or on the website and they're like hey it's 60 bucks i'm like oh yeah cool 60 bucks statue i'll buy that that's not that's not horrible for a statue um <clears throat> and then like little ones like this guy came with uh with avor this guy was a loot crate exclusive that i bought off of mercari for like 10 bucks Ezio came with a bunch of other things like the Assassin's Creed Squishy that I showed y'all on the Apple of Eden on the Twitter. <laughs> I remember um, that one. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah, so that all came in a box that you would buy for like $60 from GameStop. 
Um, and I, I spy on that shelf just in the back corner there. Is that Alexios by Elisa Zaman, the artwork? Yes, and it's the yeah. one that was signed. So I, that was given to me as a bonus for my charity auction win. Oh, um, nice. So um, Column, with the ones that came before, is like, hey, we're going to send send you something extra. And I got it. I was like, that is amazing. I've got an actual drawing by an awesome artist, Lisa. Yeah. And it's actually signed by the actor. And I was like, that's awesome because that's the only signature piece that I have. Um, and then coming down, you've got soundtracks here in the corner, games ordered by their system, and then in their order. So I've got, you know, the DS and then the PS3, PS4. Don't have anything for PS5 right now. PSP, um, 360, Xbox One, and then movies, and then my strategy guides, which is a mix of collectors and um, uh, standards, which the only reason I have standards for some of these is because I either got it in a bundle, um, and it's like, okay, well, I um, I need this game here, Unity, but um, they're also going to give me a strategy guide for Assassin's Creed 3 for like, 10 bucks. Okay, cool. Let me mm-hmm. get that. You know, yeah. or I needed a copy of uh, a map or something because most of the strategy guides would have a pullout map that was perforated in the back of it. Um, for example, with Assassin's Creed uh, 3, which this is my newest one. Um, if you see here in the back, there's a map. You pull that out. Oh, awesome. Um, but the other reason. Let me ask you a question about the, the, the books there. So you, you said some most of the collector's editions, but some are standard. Are you sort of always looking to replace the more common item with its rarer equivalent? When I started, yes. Okay. Um, as an example, down in the comics, which I'll come back to, um, where is it at? Origins. This mm. is the special edition of Origins. And there's a regular version that doesn't have interviews and concept art and stuff like that in it. Um, And I owns the, I owns the regular edition. uh, And I'm like, you know what? I keep seeing the special edition and it would be better for me to have something that has everything in it instead of limiting myself. When I was going after strategy guides, I specifically went after special editions. But for example, um, like Assassin's Creed three, um, I needed a map that didn't come in my version of the collector's edition because I bought it used, so it didn't have it. I think I've purchased three copies of this before I finally got my map. Um, and it wasn't that I wasn't, I was just purchasing them on the whim. It was, I was either getting them in a bundle, like I think I bought it once by itself from a used bookstore for like $4, and then I got it with like Syndicate and Unity's collector's edition. And I was like, oh, this has a map, this has a map, this has a map. I don't have the map. I need to find the map. So I would go on and try to find the map by itself, which sometimes I would find them, but they're like 20 bucks. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I'm just going to go find somebody who has the book again, and then I'll sell my extra copy or I'll give it to somebody else, you know? Um, But this version here um, was a Best Buy exclusive of the strategy guide. Um, The book itself is the same as any other publication version, but it came packaged with the Death From Above concept art from Assassin's Creed 3, um, which I've got down here. I'll show y'all um, in a little bit. Um, so I would upgrade as I can, but then I would get other ones like Brotherhood, for instance. This is still sealed. I don't need to open this. There's nothing in here that I don't already have in this. 
I just happened to get it in a bundle and was like, okay, I'm going to have it. And then I've got unique ones like this is the strategy guide from Japan. And it, it's it's called a reference guide, and it has, like, maybe the first couple of missions in there. Um, but then it has, like, codex and, you know, um, scenery and, you know, it, it's almost like a mini, it's like a preview book. Um, but that was the, I found that on eBay for not that much, and I'm like, I really want that, that's really cool. And I had seen them for some other ones. They have one for um, Assassin's Creed 2, they have one for Brotherhood. Um, it's like, that would be really cool to have, so I'm going to go ahead and grab that. And then from there, we've got books, which everything is standard edition. There's not really specials for anything, with the exception of the movie and Heresy, which the only reason I purchased is because I had a collector um, that I, con I speak with on Facebook. Um, it was telling me, hey, I need to get this book. I can't find it anywhere. I'm like, Amazon's got it for like 20 bucks. Um, and he goes, okay, well, I'll, I'll keep looking here, but I may, I may ask you to help me with that because I've helped him purchase some stuff here in the States. Um, but then I purchased it for myself um, after a bit, and I looked at it and noticed that it had behind the scenes and all this extra stuff in it, interviews, and um, even the, you know, in the middle of it, it's got movie artwork, you know. And in Heresy, it actually has um, sketches of... Um, you know, concept art of this is what Joan of Arc looked like. This is what um, uh, Simon Hastings looks like, you know, and it's like, that's really great. And I, I also am a huge fan of Christy Golden um, for her work in Assassin's Creed. So I'm like, I want to buy those. Um, so, uh, and then from there, we've got the mini art books that you would get in like collector's editions and stuff, which yeah. I don't necessarily have all of them, but I, I may actually, I'm not too sure. I've got my Mr. Madam books. Um, I've got some journals. <laughs> They're fairly new, aren't they? The um, Mr. Men. Yeah, they came oh, out right? um, into the summer. Um, I just finished reading okay. the Ezio one last night, um, which is super, super funny. You know, Cassandra's is super hilarious because it's um, her wanting to go on adventures and stuff and find her mom and stuff. And then she finds her mom and her mom makes her wash the boat. You know, she's like, oh, this is great. I should have just stayed and listened to Socrates, you know, speak about you know, oh, things. Because that's why she leaves. She didn't want to listen to Socrates anymore. She was like, I want to go on adventures. I don't want to listen to you. Um, you know, and then Eivor's, um That wasn't as, as silly. It was really just the Vikings coming to England. And then Ezio's was, he was drinking coffee with Leonardo. Somebody stole a painting and he had to go get it back. Uh, and he uses the, if you look at one of my more recent tweets, he uses... Um, the Mona Lisa, which, you know, doesn't, you know, make sense, uh, you know, timeline-wise, because it wasn't painted at that time, because it was during Carnival and Assassin's Creed 2, and he didn't start painting it until after Brotherhood. Um, uh, he's using it on a closed half-door, and he's hiding it, and he's like, oh, he went over there! And they're like, okay, thank you, and, you know, it's very comedic, and I've got my mangas over here, which those are small, but they're growing because they're getting more and more uh, mangas and then art books over here comics over here uh and then my reference books which is pretty much everything from the encyclopedias which i now have all three uh the essential guys whoa, whoa, whoa. there's three encyclopedias yeah oh, there's damn. the first <laughs> one that does one two brotherhood revelations and three and then russia um okay. and then 
the I'm sorry, it doesn't do three. It does. Um, it's one, two, Brotherhood, Revelations in Russia. The second one adds in Assassin's Creed three, and then the third one adds in Assassin's Creed four, and then they stop making them. Oh, and they I move see. to the essential okay. guide. Right. I have the essential. So, I have the essential guide, but there's two. Is there two versions of the essential there is. guide? There uh, is. This one doesn't have. This one goes up to Syndicate, and this one goes up to Odyssey. Gotcha. I've got the. I bought that in the summer. The like you say, the newer one that covers mm-hmm. um, Odyssey as well. Okay. And then you know I've got the realistic stuff. Like this is the twenty five hundred years of history, which mm-hmm. covers the actual history of the games, which they released in France. Um. I got that in recently. That one was a pretty penny. The infographics, which is a fun little book that you know tells you like, here's how much hay you need to survive a leap of faith. You know, about I remember you. I think you did you tweet some pictures meters. from this. I did. I used ago. it for one of my. Yeah, uh, it's good. Good. I think I used it for my parkour one. Um, and then I've oh, got the, what's the assassin, yeah. and then the coloring book. You know. <laughs> Brilliant. So, Brilliant. Um, and then you colored it in. We need to know. <clears throat> Not yet, not yet. I, I'm trying to decide <laughs> if I want to or not because I can get another one for like six dollars. Yeah, um, yeah. But I could also just photocopy them and color them. But I yeah, may just true. examine it and not really do it because I like mm. coloring. But these are the the artwork in these is very. Um, you're you're pretty much taking the game art, as you can see here, and then just doing an outline of it. Oh, gotcha. And then you can just color that. So you get references for a lot of them, but it's like, I can't make that. It's going to look very solid. I could probably make it look decent, but do I really yeah. want to, you know, mess up yeah. the book and, you know, do that? I can just make a photocopy of it or take a photo and color it on my tablet, you know? Um, and then down here, I have my magazines. Um, so everything from Game Informer to Games TM, um, which you guys may recognize. Um, the Ezio collection, which was a character collection book that was released by Hatchet. Um, and some of my favorite ones are these ones from Russia. This one's for Black oh, Flag. Wow. And then there's another one in here that was from, I think, the Ukraine? I can't remember exactly. And I got those together off of an eBay seller. Um, Fantastic. You know, and I try to keep everything in order of its games. You know, so, as you were um, pulling each book out, I'm thinking, I really hope he puts it back in the right place because I'm sure everything has a place. Yeah, but it's not, it's not too order. difficult to change. So, yeah. Um, so, anyways, um, so that's that cabinet. And then up here, we have my hanging rack that has clothes, bags, stuff like that. God, it's really weird to help you hold the reverse camera. Sorry if I'm making people dizzy watching this. No, it's fine. It's um, fine. Artwork, of course. I've got advertisements from GameStop. These guys here were like in-cap magnetic strips that go on the side. And I've got both for Avor and Javi. Um, you can see kind of behind the boxes, I've got the AC3 flag from the Collector's Edition. And the, that one you can't really see, but the, the black flag, Captain, or, uh, uh, what's his name? I've got the pirate flag up there. Um, and then at the moment, I've got my puzzles and my Assassin's Creed Arena board game down here. Uh, I was trying to put my Brotherhood of Venice down here, but it's too big. So these cubes are going to be used for other things going forward. Gotcha. Um, and I guess I'll, I'll look over here real quick, but let me rotate so 
y'all can see a little bit better. So these are some of my artwork pieces. So I have Japanese advertisements for AC3 and AC4. And then I've got the Boss Logic pre-order poster from GameStop. I've got two of them, so I can display both sides. And then up at the top, I have both of the Valhalla records and then the little art still from the collector's edition. And then my one of my other two-panel um, Valhalla um, advertisements that I had to take down to make room for uh, the Japanese advertisements. <clears throat> There's then, a lot of Valhalla content in the room. Is that a game that you particularly felt this is a game I, I, I'm deeply involved in. I want to try and collect as much as possible, or is it just a bit more opportunistic rather it's than It's opportunistic. It's the one that's currently out, so it's the one that's um, easier to find things for. Makes sense, um, yeah. But actually, if I... Let me pull up my list again. On one of the tabs from the list that I shared with you guys... Mm. Um, there is a item count at the very end, and Valhalla has 45 items in my collection, which is the most. Um, and then the next ones are tied between Origins and Black Flag at 28. Um, and technically, and actually, I forgot, I should go back and show y'all because this is a pretty major chunk of my collection. Sorry for the dizzy turnarounds. <clears throat> is this guy here? These are comic covers wow. for all of the different comics, which I'm trying to collect all the covers. And I've got a bit over a hundred of them. That's the preview for Dynasty and Valhalla that we got at Free Comic Book Day last year or this year. But I've got you know a hundred different covers of the comics, and I'm trying to get the rest of them. And then this guy here, which I completely forgot, I bought a bunch of stickers off of Amazon just to decorate it, so these are not part of the collection. I don't count them because they're not official. They're all either bootleg or uh, fan art. Most of them are stolen, but this is my art prints finder from various oh, wow. collections and stuff. I'm yeah. rebuilding your trust with friends after killing them in Brotherhood Multiplayer. <laughs> uh, and that's the art print from Best Buy that I got with the um, strategy guide. And then in the back, I have the maps from the strategy guides. Or from collector's editions. I'm blown away. Oh. <laughs> How about you, Declan? So anyways, back to, back to over here. I'm already halfway through. Look at this. So this one is mainly toys and collectibles. So up at the top, we've got the continuation of the statues, which as you you may have noticed, these are also, where's my angle? There it is. There we go. They're also in order of genetic memory. So we've got uh, Maria and Callum, we've got Edward, we've got Connor, we've got Arno, um, wallets, belt buckle, watches, um, my Valhalla Gunner gaming glasses. Um, and then my plushies, um, which my newest one is the Arno Rabbit. Oh, um, nice. Both Jack in the Boxes from Brotherhood, which this one was a GameStop exclusive, the Harley Quinn. And then the Doctor was the one that was given to everybody else at retail. Uh, my 
Ezio Kubo's Lego figurine there he is oh cool yeah so he was kind of difficult to make the the mega block sets aren't the easiest to build with but I hope to get the other ones but he does have if you can see it, a little apple weed in there in his hand <laughs> so fantastic We've got my uh, hidden blade from the wood kit that I made during the Codex Cobra. Yes. Um, so yes. that's a little wood kit. Um, I've got a thing of playing cards here. And then this is a tin that um, I got from the ones who came before um, with my uh, charity uh, winning. And then my newest piece is uh, the keepsake ornament for Assassin's Creed. It's Ezio, so you can hang him from your tree. Uh, oh, he looks brilliant. like he's jumping down about to assassinate and there's the little squishy. And oh, that was great. These are the final figures. So you have the ones that Extreme Play produced. Um, and they've got a lot of the characters. Um, so they've got Bayek, Altair, Ezio, Edward, Connor, Arno, Evie, Jacob. And then there's the Dwarves, which is one of the spinoffs from Funko's. Um, and so they've got Altair, Ezio, Edward, uh, Arno, uh, Elise, you know, I know you guys are excited for Elise. And then, uh, I Jacob, have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> fig pins. I've got some of those. Those are one of the harder items to collect for because ones like Ezio and Altair sell for $400. Online. I've not heard that word before. What do you mean by fig pin? So fig pin is a uh, is a pin um, like you like an enamel pin, but it's oh, it's a right. very large one. So you can kind of see <laughs> it's a lot bigger than a normal pin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got three um, prods on it, um, so it would be good to put on like maybe a backpack or I'm maybe not so much a shirt because it'd probably be too heavy. But mm. um, I use them just for display purposes. Yeah. Um, and I've got my little blind box figures, um, which I bought a box oh, of them amazing. and opened them up and got all of them, uh, including uh, Thomas from, I think, Assassin's Creed Unity. Is that Thomas de Canillo, is it? I yeah. think so, yeah. Yeah. So it's that's the only Thomas figure that I will probably ever have. Cool. Um, but he has a figure. And then I've got these character pins here from the 10th anniversary in Japan. Um, which go alongside with the backpack up there. And there's a messenger bag in there as well, but it's on the sides, so you can't really see it. And then down here, let me get this to, there we go. Um, we have the Pirates, uh, Golden Age of Piracy three pack that has Blackbeard and Horn Gold and Black Bart. Wow. And then. The Alexios and Cassandra 2-pack that GameStop had, so instead of buying them in these white boxes, you can get them in one that has a little uh, background to it. And then all of the movie Funkos, both of the Eivor Funkos, uh, or I should say Hobby, really, but um, pens, uh, keychains, uh, flashlights. Let me see if that will come through. You can kind of see it. It's got the yeah, yeah. Assassin's Black Flag logo on it. They have one of these for Unity as well, I believe. Um, I have seen that on eBay. I, I have not made a purchase, but I have seen it. <laughs> and then these are the emblem pins, which are all of the different uh, emblems from most of the games, not all of them, for the 10th anniversary. There's a commemorative coin for Black or for AC3. There's the Unity coin um, that's pretty common for Loot Crate. And then there's a uh, 
a Jacob part air freshener. Um, so that was a fun thing. <laughs> uh, I think that might be the most random thing you've said so far. A Jacob yeah. car freshener. Brilliant. And then I've got the box for the limited edition uh, Assassin's Creed. All of the other ones are in a closet on the other side of the house. Bottle opener that came with the squishy and the other, like the Ezio figurine from that um, little promotional box. A mobile wallet that you put on the back of your phone so you can have a little stands or, you know, hand clip and then put some cards in there. I found that at a Five Below, which is like a dollar store kind of thing we have in the States. And then this is um, just kind of a, it's not part of the collection, but I have it here. It's for when I played the Escape the Pyramid and Medusa's Gate on the VR games because we have two Assassin's Creed VR games that we can play. Um, but they're at commercial only VR places. Oh right, wow. Okay. But I've done both of the Assassin's Creed ones and they recently put the trailer up for the Prince of Persia one, which is fun. So I'm probably gonna do that in the future. Um, and then I've got some mugs and two uh, flasks, one for Black Flag and one for um, just Assassin's Creed in general. And then uh, some chip boxes for some of the figures that I didn't take out of here and put up. But uh, yeah, that's the uh, that's the collection. <laughs> yeah, what do you say, Declan? Can you still hear me? Because your video has frozen. My video always freezes. Ignore oh, it. You can still hear us. That's good. That's good. So that's, that's pretty amazing. Do you know, my, my, my immediate question, though, Michael, is is there a piece of media or something out there that you know exists but you just cannot find but you want? That's a great question. So some of the Facebook groups I follow, um, they, they show a lot of the press guides and stuff like that, uh, or the, the press release things. So you'll have, like, the... For Unity, you have the um, the Big Ben Tower, um, and then like for um, or not for Unity, I'm sorry. For Syndicate, you have the Big Ben Tower. For Unity, you've got the Guillotine, um, not the one that comes with the Arno statue, but a, a, a different one. Um, those would be kind of cool to get. Um, I've seen some new things, like in Mexico, they had a wooden instead of a steel book, they had a wood book oh, that wow. was like a wood burn. Um, yeah, case for nice. Origins that they sold at, um, I think I think it was called Game Crazy is the name of the, the store in Mexico. I may be wrong on that. Um, I would say the ones that I would want the most would be the things that are hard to obtain because of finances, um, like the fig pens. I want the rest of the fig pens, but I don't want to drop $400 on a fig pen. Um or as an example, the four hundred dollars for one of those. Yeah, yeah, the, like the Altair, I think it is, is like four hundred dollars wow. on eBay. Um, or okay. that may be the, it may be the Altair, the, the Ezio one. I think is four hundred. Altair, I think I saw for one hundred and twenty recently. But even then, one hundred and twenty for a enamel pen is kind of crazy to me. Um, the most yes. I've paid for anything right now is the Brotherhood of Venice, and the most I've paid for something above retail would be the probably either the third encyclopedia or the strategy guide for Origins. Um, the third encyclopedia, I think I paid eighty four, um, and it doesn't have a retail price because it wasn't released retail. It was on uh, Ubi Workshop. Um, right. But um, 
you know, there, there's various, there's variants of things I already have, you know, like the Assassin's Creed 3 strategy guide had an Ubi Workshop release that came in a box that was Desmond Miles' personal file from Abstergo, and when you open it up, so you've got that cool collector's box, you've got the strategy guide for 3, you've got the, um, or was it, no, I'm sorry, not the strategy guide for 3, you have the game for 3, you have the subject 14, or 14? I think so. Yeah, the subject 14, or subject 4 comic, which was Russia. Um, uh, just all together, it was the fall and the chain put together, but with also some extra scenes. Um, and then it also has these um, character concepts that has, like, you'll have, like, Altair right here, and then you'll have like various different pictures from the game, or I don't remember exactly what they look like, but they have like six or seven of those that are in that package, and it's all together, and it probably sold for. It probably sold for maybe a hundred or so because it had the game and all this other stuff, but I only need the art prints in the box. I don't need another copy of the game. I don't need another copy of the comic. I've already owned two copies of Subject 4. I gave one to a friend. So it's like, do I wait to try to find somebody who's willing to part with those? Or do I buy them again and then just get rid of the duplicates of things? But then it's like, I've now paid 100 plus, you know, $40 for this one strategy guide. But I've also got all these other pieces. So, you know, it's things I argue with myself about. but nothing that i've outside of the games like um brotherhood of venice and orlog um nothing that i've been like i have to have that right now you know because even the ubi workshop had the um the blood cube from assassin's creed 4 the one that went into the crystal skull um they sell for 500 dollars through collectors and that's the only way you can find them is through collectors it's like i've got mine it's in great condition. It still has a little box, you know, like even for my um, Arno's father's pocket watch, um, I still have the packaging um, from Ubisoft um, that would have gone, you know, its closed box would have gone into that for shipping purposes. Um, so it's like I've got all of the pieces to it, you know, I have the manual to show you how to work it, I'm, you know. So that's mine that I got because <coughs> you, you helped me out with that. So my, my watch came in that box. Yes, and I have that as well. It's folded up in the backpack, I think. Yeah, yeah. But mine didn't come with the manual, but fortunately. Mine didn't either. You, you shared me the link on the, mm-hmm. on YouTube with the guy. I had to go look so it up because I was like, I want to make sure time. it works because I bought it oh, no, off Amazon because I think the it music was box. Amazon for the UK exclusive. Was it? I think so. Where I've put my, I've moved some. I'm having a bit of an office reorg. I've moved some of my stuff. No, in this box is the uh, the music box <laughs> for Unity. But that's, I do have a box for the watch somewhere. Anyway, yeah, that was a piece that I was happy to see <laughs> came with. I when I won the Goodwill auction that got me the Arno statue, it came with. And I keep looking up because I used to have them up there. It had the yeah. box for Unity for the collector's edition, oh, just without the, the game specific slipcase. Yes. Um, but it had the music box, but it didn't have the art book or the CD for the soundtrack. So I'm like, okay, I gotta go find those. Yeah. Um, but like, that's yeah. another thing I see all the time. People's like, here's the soundtrack for Unity. Here's the art, bo- the mini art book for Unity, and then here's the steel book that has a really nice Arno stained glass um, looking steel book on it. Mm. 
and people only sell them together. I can't find the steelbook by itself, but it's I'm also not currently looking at the moment because I have other financial things to take care of. But um, I still always go on eBay and Mercari and look around because if somebody puts, say, you know, the Ezio ornament for $30, I'm like, I've passed that up three times. I want to get that. And it's almost Christmas, so it's going to go up (laughs) higher. Um, I'm going to go ahead and buy that because I I can spare $30, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Or if I see that somebody has, like, the only thing that I'm... Like in the back of my mind, I'm looking for that I want to get is the steelbook edition of the ultimate version of Assassin's Creed Valhalla because it has the and I don't think I have the artwork anywhere. It has the very smoky um, hobby coming off the boat with like the smoke. It's very gray colored compared to this kind of warmer colored one or even the one that we know from the game case. Um, oh, you know what? I actually I have the regular version of the ultimate. So it's. Uh, I like the fact there's an ultimate version, but then there's a regular version one. of the ultimate version. Okay, interesting. So there's a steelbook version of this, so it's the same image, but it's on a metal yeah. casing. And once I have that, I have all of the versions of Valhalla. Wow. So and this one actually came from the UK because this is the one that came with the collector's edition. Ah, right. Yeah, I'll put you back later. <laughs> How's your collectible collection looking, Declan? Um, like I can poor, I have the essential guide too, which is basically my podcast state Bible. I'm calling my podcast Bible. If I need anything, it's there. I have a limited edition to the Mentors Guild only uh, bust, which came in my Mentors Guild pack. I can't get it because it's in my boiler cupboard, which is in my bedroom. And my kids' shit are in the next bedroom because we are in a small house. So I can't don't get it don't wake your off. kids up to show us sure. the uh, the Etsy bus. Definitely don't. It's <laughs> a great looking, and those are things that I would want. You know, the things that you can only get through the Mentors Guild or, you know, exclusive pieces like that because they're very limited. And it's like that's the cool stuff. You know, that's the stuff I would love to have. So very jealous of that. I've also got the. Ezio Animus collection through, um, which I think you can buy for £48 in the UK but I got that mm-hmm. through the Mentors Guild as well, otherwise I would never have been able to afford that, so I'm so grateful I've got them, but uh, I'm supposed to be getting another figure off them I believe um, which I can't say much, so I'll just kind of stem before I get myself in trouble <laughs> but James knows what I'm on about it's fine, it's fine, I'm not going to get in trouble <laughs> But I'm not going to get you in trouble either. When you are it, ready to go public, you go public. <laughs> it's, it's difficult because looking at your collection and looking at the state of transmedia and collections for Assassin's Creed General, it's just too expensive for anyone. Like statues, a little, a let alone like forty-eight pounds or higher. I could dream of owning that enough money to go put on a statue. So I think like I'm just hoping in the future they never do transmedia or collectibles that directly influence games because I think that would be a horrible move for players who are literally can only afford the games or only focus. Like, I still find to this day that Odyssey's book was the worst idea ever because you mm. should not... That's, that's a bold claim. Go on. Well, it's just it's nothing a dig at Ubisoft because I think the story is great and I love it. And I love the direction Ubisoft Quebec did for Odyssey, but I will always defend that you should never 
in any video game business make a canon story, a novelization, and then the game itself open ended. It's unfair right. because people may not, and I'm going to use me because I'm, I'm dyslexic, so I can read, but I can miss letters paragraphs stuff so reading for me is a challenge that i don't really care about but if someone who was a bit more dyslexic and can't read properly you're basically saying to them you're not going to know the canon story for odyssey you know don't bother you play odyssey but you'll never know the canon unless someone tells you and i think that's kind of a bit of an unfair advantage you shouldn't do that so i'm hoping in the future they don't do like oh here's a game it's open-ended let's say infinity but guess what? There's a canon story for Infinity. It's in a book. Go buy it for 20 quid. That's not fair. Because there'll be a lot of people who struggle to read or don't like reading that are getting shafted. They can't find it. And biggest example, Juno's story. One of the greatest Isu arcs was abandoned and shoved in a comic. I will never finish the comics because I don't really like to buy comics. But nobody who's played the game knows how Juno's arc ends without the Wikipedia. Mm, Again, that's me. I mean, I, I played Black Flag. Juno was there. She was being taken out of the grey by uh, is it John Standish. And then, yeah, in the next game, in Rogue and, and whatever, she's gone. But, yeah, it, I don't read comics either. They just, I don't know what it is. Um, I just don't, can't connect with them. So I don't read comics, never have. But um, I guess for me, it's just what the wiki's for. <laughs> How would you fill in the details? Yeah. But you, you make a good point, Declan, that key characters, perhaps. Well, I don't know. It's tricky. Let, let, I'll tell you what, this is this is maybe a good good thing to sort of take a, a, a current example and maybe sort of finish the conversation there. So with Valhalla, we've had got the game. We've got Yeoman Saga, which is a prequel, or is it a totally... Uh, Yeoman Saga technically takes place... It starts, um, so Gearman uh, does meet Eivor, but she's 19 okay. at the time. So it's years before she actually leaves uh, Norway gotcha. for, um, for England. Um, <clears throat> uh, but he does meet her again at Ravensfall. Okay. Yes, he does. A, um, he also and meets... then it goes after that. So it goes through yeah. the timeline of Valhalla. Oh, does it? When does yeah. Gearman come to? Do we see Gearman in the game then, or is it just no, he was no, oh, okay. specifically Gotcha. But that, there's a lot this of, is what, sort of where I was going. Declan was um, have we not been told recently that Eivor's latter sort of later part of her life is going to be told through either comics or another novel? Is that right? I think so I'm there's, there's... unaware. I know a lot of the comics coming for Valhalla is separate. There's um one that's coming is about um assassins coming to london and someone joins the brotherhood to infiltrate because they steal an artifact but that again is kind of an annoyance because i don't mind myself but i do know there'll be some like if you can bring assassins to london through a book during avos time why isn't that happening in the game i'm yes. not too fussed i don't think it's a problem myself i think it's a fun little novelization, but other than that, I'm not too sure what books are coming for Eivor. So There's for definitely Eivor, something coming. Sorry, mate, go on, go on. So for Eivor, we have the game. Uh, Gearman Saga runs alongside of it. We have the, um, what was it called? Um, 
of glory the prequel comics yes that's a prequel so that's Eivor and Sigurd before returning to Norway um and that's that's where they come across Basim uh, or Basim <clears throat> we have Sword of the White Horse which is going to take Javi and a new assassin um into London I think that's what you were talking about um and that comes out next year that's the next book in the Valhalla universe we have um, the comic that takes the Viking with a Christian monk on a journey through um, England. Um, that's the new comic one that's supposed to be coming out, um, which we don't have any dates on that yet. We only have the cover, or well, the, the temporary holding cover for it. <clears throat> um, we recently had the manga, which... Uh, follows uh, Ivor the Boneless before um, the game. Um, I think it ends with them coming into it's like we're gonna stay in England, uh, and we're not gonna go this back and forth anymore. This is ours now. Um, <clears throat> and that was a really good one. Uh, very very brutal. Um, and outside of that, I don't think they've said anything else for Transmedia because they also haven't announced year two yet of what it's going to be. Um, sure. So I'm sure they don't want to have any kind of assumptions that this is going to be this, but then what are you doing for year two? They may still be figuring that out, which I don't think they are. I would think that they would have a plan for what year two is. They just need to actually write them. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think you had said something about the comics. Um, the comics, they're great, but they're not always easy to read. The Origins one, which follows Aya after, um, when she goes back to uh, Rome, um, it's told in two parts. It's told exactly after she killed Caesar uh, and then having to deal with um, Augustus. Um, I may have quoted the wrong name there. Um, but then it also has Cleopatra still at home worrying about the assassin that's coming for her, which you learn is Aya, um, because she was the asp that killed um, Cleopatra. Um, so you get both of those, you know, and then her son is taken into the assassin order. Um, she's like, you're going to be with us now, and, you know, you're going to have to deal with that. Um, and then, um, but then you've got other comics, which I don't, I don't, I've read them, but I don't care for them. The French comics that we had before they started the line with Titan Comics. Um, so you have the um, the Ankh of Isis trilogy, which took place after each of the Ezio games. Um, and then you have the the Hawk trilogy, um, which continues from that the first trilogy. Um they had interesting things, but they didn't tell the canonical, um, you know, story for the modern day. The um, the genetic memory portion is still canon, um, but the modern day is no longer canon. Um, um, <clears throat> but the Hawk trilogy, I did not care for. I got to the end of it, and I'm just like, I just wasted. Like, even the Egyptian story following um, El, was it El Kerr, I think is his name? I can't remember exactly. It was, it was cool, but 
it just kind of like stopped, and I was like, you know, what is what is this? So, um, I wasn't happy with it. Um, excuse me, I gotta cough. So some of the comics are actually very useful, like uh, Song of Glory. That was great. I loved it. You know, um, the little comics, and I think I want to say that I had I was mentioning it to you, James, uh, about Connor's daughter. Um, we learn about Connor's daughter in the comics. I think we've had that conversation yeah, on Discord. So it's we? Yeah. for the yeah. um, is it called Reflections? It's the one that Otto Berg is is uh, is the key character in in the comics, um, and it's each issue follows either Ezio, Connor, Altair, or Edward. Um, and so I have them to where it's like, um, like actually after I finished reading the book, um, for Brotherhood, issue one of the comic followed Ezio and it tells another portion of his story. Um, and then I'll go into Revelations. Um, and then there may be another one I read for Ezio after Revelations from that series. Um, so, uh, and luckily I have all the trade paperbacks, so I don't have to pull out the individual issues and take them out of their plastic and stuff. They're specifically for art purposes. Um, but the, uh, you know, I can go through the trades, flip to the one I need, read that one issue, close it, and put it back on the shelf, and move on to the next game or the next book or whatever it is. Very good. So it sounds like the one for uh, the comic for Valhalla might be one to try, even if comics are not my preferred medium should we say yeah and you could always do the digital option you know much like the the games comics are available digitally at least for the newer stuff okay you may be able to get some of the older stuff but i know that um you know amazon they have uh a common comicosity or something like that i don't remember what it's called but they have a comic subscription service that you can do um with them and just read that or Google Play, you know, Apple uh, Newsstand, you know, all of the different services Good or point. application yeah. stores, you can purchase a digital version of that comic or that trade. And then it's like, okay, I own it. But you also have to look at, you may be paying retail price for something. Even though it's an older thing, you may still have to pay $4 for that issue. Whereas you can buy a box of, you know, 20 of them for eight bucks and, you know, you know, they save yourself a little bit of money. So you just really have to know where to look. So absolutely. You get some good options there though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. And then I guess the last thing that I had to talk about is uh, if you guys had a chance to look at it, um, my spreadsheet is one of my favorite things. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a work of art. It really yeah. is. I don't know. Is there an option to share screens on, on this or no? There is not. Okay, no, well, that's fine. No. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so in my spreadsheet, and you know what, I'll just do this. Because um, I could just. I might take. I might take a few uh, screen prints and um, just sure. insert them into the video. Actually, for those that are that are watching on YouTube, obviously, if you're listening on audio, I appreciate so, this is not the most audio friendly episode, but it's fine. For my, and it may be hard to see because the screen's kind of bright, but. I have the games broken up by artwork that I either found from their um, press kits or I just found online, like just banners and stuff. And Mm. then as you open them, you'll find 
you know, games, uh, collector's editions, art books, statues, books, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I've got, uh, you know, the name of it, what title is it tied to, um, what's its description, who made it, what's the price that I paid for it, um, you know, what kind of item is it, you know, like an Xbox One game, a statue, PlayStation mm-hmm. 4 game. Is it affiliated with something else to where it's like part of the collection? And then any additional notes so that you can see kind of here, I expanded the Cassandra one. You can see that white line and the gold edition of Odyssey is what came with that. So that's one, well, it's two pieces, but it's part of one thing. So I don't put the price of this on there. I only put the price of this. And as of my update today, when I put in the Brotherhood of Venice and the, um, uh, the new strategy guide for AC3, I am sitting at 436 pieces in this collection. Uh, and that's it, that's including everything from included maps or promotional items that may come with it, like bookmarks and things like that. I don't include necessarily like special stickers like that promote the item, you know, unless that's yeah. the specific item I purchased. Um, and this guy here, um, yeah, I, I know it's still a, it's still a big number, um, but to give you an idea, um, this is about forty five hundred dollars for all of it. So I pay about ten dollars an item on average. Do you know it's not it's a it's a big number, but it's nowhere near as much as I thought you were going to say. Yeah, like you say, ten dollars on average an item. Some of these figurines are a hundred dollars each or more. Yeah, and then you've got things like the Brotherhood of Venice, which the main game is $280 just for the game. And then all of the expansions are $71 a piece. And then you've got like the Crow's Nest, which is literally just the 3D printed tower um, for aesthetics. You don't have to have it, um, but it adds to the gameplay. Um, That guy there was $56. And even the dice that I have over here with the the expansions, $19 just for dice that are colored based off of which character you're playing so you can each have your own colored set of dice instead of just blank white dice. I'll tell you one thing I've noticed looking through this, just through your cover sheet with all the game titles, nothing for Liberation. No, uh, because well, Liberation no collectibles was ever made. with um, AC3. Yeah, so I, I know, have, but I just... I have this just feels there. like it's a shame <clears throat> that Aveline never got... I just feel like that game should appear in my UB library as its own entry. I know right. it's, a, it's, an, it's an adjunct to AC3 and Connor sort of crosses over, but ah, just, just a little niggle of mine. Aveline deserves a little bit more of a sort of top billing like the other assassins that right. we, we play as. And the same for her collectibles, I would say. Are, are there collectibles for, for Aveline? Yes, there are. So I know the only okay. reason I don't have anything under her right now is because the only options I have for Aveline are going to be her game on the PS Vita, which I don't have a Vita anymore. So if <laughs> I buy her right. game, I'm going to yeah. want to buy a Vita so I can play it. Um, she has a statue um, of her fighting a crocodile uh, in a swamp. Awesome. Um, and I think she may have her her knife or maybe it's her hidden blade. I don't remember exactly. She has a bust from that bust collection, very similar to the one that Declan has for um, mm. um, the Mentors Guild. There is a bust specifically for her, which you can usually find for about 60 to 80 online, depending on the collector. Um, she has a figure very much like the pirate collection I have down here. Um, 
she has a Todd McFarlane or McFarlane Toys figurine. Um, oh, nice. She yeah. has art prints. Um, like, I don't know if y'all have ever seen the Red Collection, which is um, their art prints um, that are, ex- they were a limited prints, but the only thing they have in them is they're black and white with a hint of red somewhere in there. Um, and they're they're extremely limited. They're on really nice paper, and they were sold individually, and I think given as a set for specific people, um, to where there's only like maybe two hundred of each or something like that. Um, and she has wow. one of those. She's one of the characters for that. Um, it would be good to see her get more stuff, um, but outside of, and I don't even think she's in Rebellion on mobile. Um, She's one of the only characters that's not on a billion. There are two characters from the, um, well, I, I think they are. I'm fairly certain they're from the Louisiana area. Um, they may not be. I don't remember exactly, but um, she's not even on that. Um, so outside of getting her in the remaster of 3 or buying a Vita or buying the America's collection for the PlayStation 3 or the Xbox 360, um, Outside of the few statues, there isn't much for her. I have her on there because I want to get things for Liberation, but it's not anything that I'm looking for right away, specifically because I already have the game through uh, AC3's remaster, but there's nothing else. She has no book. She has no strategy guide. She has no art book that I'm aware Good of. Point. No art book. No. Yeah, we miss yeah, that. It's just a game. It feels, just feels like a bit of a shame. You know, and it's, it's the, the way it's it is. But the same kind of thing with um, like uh, the Ezio games. None of the Ezio games have art books. Oh really? They only there's an art book for AC One. Collectors. AC One has an art book. Prima yeah. gave it with the strategy guide. It was in a two pack. But none right. of the Ezio games have a full art book. It wasn't until. Oh, um, wow. AC3 that they actually started releasing the art books. Okay, interesting. I've got the AC3 one. I've got Unity Syndicate. I guess the only one I'm missing is AC1 and Black Flag. Yeah, because I've got all the game, all of them from Unity onwards, and I, I bought AC3 because I saw it cheap and I quite enjoyed the game, <laughs> and I quite like the art books. I like looking through the art books. And even AC3 has a, it has the 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 regular art book, but then it has a collector's one that came in a slip. Ah oh, man, don't tell me that. And Unity, <laughs> um, Unity has the one that comes with the chalice. Or anyway, that's the strategy guide. I've yeah, I've yeah, that I have yeah. seen that available on eBay in the UK. That is crazy money. Yeah. I, I've got my little collection of a few books, a few figurines, and and I'm, I'm not turning the camera around because my office is an absolute tip, <laughs> at least at that end, because it's a work in progress. But uh, in, in the future, when it's all looking ni- nice, I shall uh, share a few more pics. But um, I think we need to wrap up the show. I'll tell you why, because it's, it's past 11 o'clock and I need yeah. to walk my dog before uh, before we close up for the night. Um, Declan, do you want to add any final comments, mate? Um, no, I'm just glad that you joined, Michael. I um, yeah. love your collection. I'm kind of slightly jealous that I don't have a collection like that. Mine's slowly growing, but it will never be as I mean, fantastic as yours. <laughs> um, so. so, if everyone's enjoyed this episode, I would actually love to see how everyone else's collections look like. So Definitely. I would love everyone to post their collections on Twitter at me, AC Let's Talk, or at James, at James Liquid. 
we'll uh, like, share, and probably drool over the collections we don't <laughs> have. Definitely. But it's been, I'd say it's been fascinating, just not just to see the collection, Michael, but also just to hear your thought process. What do you decide to pick? The order that you've constructed the games and the transmedia to make sure you're getting the most thorough understanding of the story. I think it's, it's been absolutely fascinating to listen to you guide us through it and, and where you've started. So thank you very much. Really appreciate no it. Thanks for having me, Liz. And so if you like this episode and you want to um, keep up to date on them more, please check out Twitter at AC Let's Talk or at James to Liquid because my phone is not working still. So James is my literal crutch to fix things. But I'll be your social media admin. Don't worry about it, mate. <laughs> I'm probably uh, the, doing a terrible job. <laughs> the bonus that I should add quickly is Xbox Series S Edge browser does handle Discord. But I can't log into Twitter on it because I've just I need a one-time password for my mobile, but I don't have a mobile, so I can't oh, get into Twitter. No. So I can keep up to date with James on Discord. So don't worry if you have any questions, James can pass to me through Discord and we'll be lazy on every day we can. So thank you for everyone attending and hopefully we'll see you all next week. See you all soon.